the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. AM 970 presents I on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for I on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and you're listening to I Am Real Estate. I'm here with myself, Dottie Herman, <clears throat> CEO of Douglas Elements, Steve Uberg, the big shot ad, <laughs> attorney that we have who is one of the most prestigious real estate firms. Well, they do more than real estate in New York City, and, of course, I only bring you the best. And uh, Thomas Drew, who's one of our top guys at Citizens, who, again, and anybody that I've had on the show, I personally use. So just so you know, I don't put people on the show that I don't use myself. So um, and we're in the middle of talking about Stephen and I. Were, just so you know, if you're buying a co-op, the difference and what the restrictions are on the co-ops. Now, as Stephen pointed out, that's good for us. The, the people live in the building that if somebody wants a, a sale, that's cheap. But what if they really just have to sell it and they want to give somebody a break just to make a quick sale? The co-op might not approve that, and that would be, to, I guess, the sellers that live there, the people that live in the building, their advantage because it would not show a low sale. But if you're selling and you need to sell, that's going to hurt you. And so you need to know that. Um, and, of course, they can reject a buyer that's totally qualified for just something like they don't like them. So those are things that I feel are limiting but in the pandemic, and that's why this whole article came out, it was like um, that, you know, it's really been a dream. What they did do is because they can enforce such things, they made, you know, part of the belief, the reason I believe that we got, and this is my opinion, I don't know about yours, Stephen, but my opinion that we got through the pandemic in New York as well as we did was because of co-op which are primarily make up a lot of New York City, where their rules were so strict and they were so safe, and maybe you could talk a little about that, that, you know, it was impossible to show any co-ops, but they wouldn't let, they wouldn't let you do construction. You couldn't have packages. If you had packages, you had to leave them at the, you know, at the door. They wouldn't let anybody go on the elevators. You couldn't even have your mother there. And as much as those rules seem tough during our lockdown, they kept those buildings very safe. Whereas yeah. I just said, I'm in a co-op. Anybody walks in, out, in, out, they're not checking anybody. I mean, it's just 
very different, and I don't feel as safe, especially with this pandemic, in a co-op as I might in a condo. I mean, in a, in a, I don't. I'm in a condo. Excuse me, I mixed that up. As I would if I were in a co-op. Maybe you could talk a little further on that. Sure. You know, I like to since since the school year is about to start soon. I like to compare co-ops to like colleges. You know, it's real aggravating, and you spend a lot of time writing those essays and taking the standardized test to get in. And But once you're in and you're an alumnus, you sure appreciate the high standards, and it gives you more value. And then it's sort that's of the look at it. Um, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> the um, And, look, it gives stability. And, look, and again, it, it's sort of having – it's another tool in the toolkit. You know, if you're an investor, condos would make more sense. And you want to get a sense of the vibe of the board. And, you know, one thing I think – you know, we all want to be clear on is that there are some co-op boards that are actually very, very easy. Right. I had a client who just got board approved. They had the interview, and literally by 9 a.m. the next morning, congratulations, there it is. They didn't make it. They, they didn't put them through the ringer. You know, they made sure everything was in order, and they moved along. And for all, and because they had a good agent, what they said, look, let's make a match here. We know what our buyer is like. We know what they're looking for. We match up the buyer with the building, you know, the, you know, and it just makes a whole lot of sense. Yes. But they do. And while you're on that point, Steve, let me say this. Yeah. That is why I strongly suggest you use an agent that knows the board because that agent will do, we will do the condo pack, the co-op package for you, and that agent will know what the co-op is looking for. And they will know right off the bat if you're going to have a hard time getting in. And um, they will – I'll never forget when Angelina Jolie came in, they made her wear this little suit. They told her how to dress. They told her, Now, who would think that Angelina Jolie needs to be prepped by a real estate company? But we prepped her. And um, if you remember, if you've kept – we've talked about it on the show with Madonna and her lawsuits, which she lost, by the way. And the lawsuit, she's in a, in a co-op in Manhattan, and one of the rules was you can have a, your child there, but you can't have your child there for an extended period of time if you are not there. And, of course, Madonna's not, I don't even, I mean, she's probably in London more than here, so she made the case for her oldest children. She wanted, I think, her daughter or somebody that to be able to use her co-op because she wasn't using it because she was in London for months, and uh, they said no, and, and, and she sued the condo board, the co-op board, and she lost, by the way, so. And, and think of it, I mean, this this is, you know, like, and I don't, I don't want to say, you know, you know, cast too part of a net, but I, I can understand that. I mean, if you imagine a house in the suburbs and the parents go away for a week and you have college kids come by and say time for a house party, and, and obviously... I don't want to say how kids would do that, but that's a possibility. And, you know, the thing about the city is there is proximity. And this is where you have to sort of do a balance, right, of what kind of building and do we want to ha- – we, we have to deal with noise and odor um, and, and, and crowds. And how do we find the right balance between, you know, Letting people have that freedom uh, to do what they want, and it's their home at the same time being respectful of the neighbors. And this is where boards are going to come down on that a little bit differently. And, and, and some are going to say, we don't want this hassle. 
We don't want this aggravation. Well, I, as I said, I, I, yeah. I just want to point out, I mean, I like where I live, and I'm in a condo, but a condo that's half hotel. And um, that was really great for me, especially when I was half on Long Island and half in New York, because I could run in and get room service or whatever. Uh, but now, uh, when they told me, well, listen, we're not checking any of the hotel guests because we don't have any guidelines and the, they can just come and go. And I said, well, how do you know if they don't have the virus? He said, I think they signed a paper that they're going to quarantine or something. But truthfully, I don't know how on top of, I don't really know how on top of that anybody is. So I said, well, don't you take temperatures? And they said, no. So I would feel much safer in a, co- a co-op right at the moment. So, I mean, there's good and there's bad. And I just think that it's not a, a one's better than the other. I think that you should be fully aware of the differences. And, again, using a broker who's from Manhattan, who knows co-ops and condos, and using an attorney who's from Manhattan and knows things. And I've known people that are fully qualified, did not fill out their board package correctly. They used a broker and attorney that didn't really understand the board. And just because they didn't fill out the board package right, they didn't get it. And, and you know, so, it's interesting you say, can I tell you one, one story from a few years back? Which, I love stories. You know, so wonderful agent, very well-intentioned. And, here, and, and made a huge error that almost met, that could have been a bigger disaster. They had the client fill out the board application, and they said, and this was when people were not always as electronic form savvy as they are today, so this was a few years back, but not so long ago either. And they said, here's what we're going to do. Send us the board application completed, and then send a blank one that's signed, and we'll type it all up for you. And what happened was, accidentally, they transposed some numbers. They then submitted the application to the board. But remember, as far as the board's concerned, that's the signed application. So the broker never should have done that. They, they tried to make it easier, but that, that was a real problem, what they did. And the board rejected the buyer, who I was representing, and then also added a little bit of a nasty note, which is very rare. And they said, you know, we've rejected your application. They wrote something like, and don't ask us why or, or try to follow up. And I'll tell you, it was, it was written in a way I've never seen before. So, of course, me being a lawyer, I followed up. Um, and, and so, you know, I started finding out, you know, they were a bit upset. And then we went through it. And then realized what the broker told me what she did. And then I went through and realized, you realize you completely messed up and transposed some numbers. And the board effectively took offense and thought that they were trying to fake their numbers. And this board, to their credit, actually looked at the financial statements and actually looked at the account statements and reconciled and said, these don't reconcile at all. And what kind of person is trying to make their numbers look better because their error Made the, made the buyer look better than they were, though they were fully qualified. And so I had to intervene. The buyer was furious. And after some time, explained what happened, and the building was willing to reconsider and ultimately actually approved the buyer. But a couple of interesting things. You know, one, a lot of the boards, it's a lot of work in the application. They actually read it. And The application is, is a, pretty big, by the way. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they, they do. Read it. it's, and it's a lot of work. And I can tell you, the former board member, it's a lot of work to do it the right way. And these people are all volunteers. They don't get paid anything for this. But also, it's a matter of having, you know, a good process. And there's a lot of ways in which an error can be made. And so um, that's why it's also important that you're working with people that are not only knowledgeable, but to really set things chase, up in the right way. You don't want to fill out your board package yourself. Okay, you want to work with a company like Douglas Elman and a law firm like Stevens that will fill out the board package for you and make sure that you fill it's filled out properly and make sure that you've dotted your I's because if you don't dot the I's and cross the T's, I'm telling you, you could lose the, the property. So that's just something that you really need to know. And I think maybe next week we'll talk about some of the interview questions that they might ask you um, and how you could prepare for a board interview, which is grueling, <laughs> okay? Sometimes easier than others, but, you know, it's always nerve-wracking to have to go for an interview, and so I think Stephen can talk a little bit about uh, the board interview next week, what what kind of things, if you're, because those of you who are looking in the city and might be buying a, co- uh, a co-op need to kind of know what you're, going to be asked and then of course the broker and your attorney will prep you before you go for that thing before you go for the interview but now with drew because we haven't talked to you drew the whole show drew mortgage rates yeah daddy how are you they're under three correct they are yes uh what are they exactly well you know for the best scenario um buyer high fico good down payment they're Two seven five or even lower in some cases. So, wow. Um, yeah, extremely low. And I think it's one of the reasons why you're seeing a floor will be set on a lot of prices and and demand as well because it is so uh, low to, to finance the payments. And <clears throat> we're seeing it. Uh, the demand is through the roof. Um, especially last Ooh, is month. Is there something going on with grief? I, I I can't remember what I read. But I kind of thought I read something on refinancing. They will get a little, a little tougher on that or something. Is there something going on with refinancing? Because so many people are refinancing at these rates. By the way, call Drew, call Ace, call Citizens. If you haven't refinanced, at least call and see if it makes sense to refinance now. You can save yourself thousands. I have a funny feeling after the elections are over, a lot of things might change. I'm just begging everybody. We all get busy. We take the time, especially women. We help everybody else but ourselves. Make sure, and if you're, I don't want to be sexist and say if your husband's handling it because you should handle it, but if your husband is, be on his case, snag him to death until he does it. Okay, you can call 866-970-9622 or go to Citizens or go to Ion Real Estate on our Facebook page and you can just ask somebody to get a hold of you and call you and just check out whether it makes sense for you to do it. But what's going on with refinances? Are they getting a little tougher? Well, they are getting a little tougher, and a lot of it has to do with um, some COVID-19 temporary guidance that's been put out there by Fannie and Freddie and, and lenders okay, as so well. What, so what, what is that? Uh, like, in other words, how is COVID-19 affecting the lending markets? Like, in other words, is it they're afraid someone's going to lose their job midstream or something correct. of that nature? Yeah, yeah so, you know, uh, continuity of income is uh, something that banks are very concerned about. Um, and also the, 
the length of which documents are, are, are good for. You know, now every 60 days, uh, things need to be updated as opposed to in the past was 120 days. So, so in other you know, words, if, you, if I applied for a mortgage through two years ago and it went over 90, you know, they just checked to make sure after 90, 60 days or 90 days that everything was the same, and now they're checking it every 60 days, did you say? Correct, yes. To make yeah, sure so they're, because they're shortening the expiration dates on those things. Right. So they're making sure that somebody didn't lose their job. You know, you could apply for a mortgage and then lose a job. So they're 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 pretty Absolutely. on top of that. And what about their 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 standards? Are they stricter or? Well, um, yeah, I would say so. I mean, look, at the end of the day, if the lender already has the customer, right, and they're coming back, um, they're not as strict with that particular customer, but. In cases where, you know, the bar is coming from, say, another bank to, you know, say, citizens, you know, it's, they're going to get a little higher scrutiny than maybe somebody who's already with us, right, who's showing right, that they're making right. the payments. Right. Yeah. I have and, my uh, and, with you, of course. Um, now, let me, you know, for those of us who are either buying for the first time or have bought a lot of years ago and don't remember how you got the mortgage or bought in the days when you didn't have to qualify, when you just said, listen, Here's what I make. I make, and you made the number up, and I just want to get a mortgage, and they gave it to you. It's a little different now. It's back to the way it was when I first started the business. And the mortgage size you can qualify will determine what you can afford. So I would suggest that, as I always do, that before you uh, buy a home or go start looking, you need to go and speak to Tom, someone at Citizens, Ace, and find out what you qualify for. So, you know, you first you check your those, check your credit, make sure your credit's up to date, as we told you last week. Now, to calculate how the bank, what the bank will lend you, um, there's a formula. This is a rough formula. You should still go to citizens. But they look at your income opposed to how much you owe. Uh, Say so they want to make sure that your monthly debt payments, in other words, what you're spending every month, including the new mortgage payments that you would take on, that you can afford. So, uh, Thomas, like, what kind of number the most loan, or, you know, in other words, what is it, 43%? Uh, yeah, 43 to 45 is... Uh, okay, can you explain that a little, Tom, on how that works? So, so sure. for our listeners, if you want to see, get a ballpark figure of what you can afford, what should they look, you know, how should they calculate that? Yeah, and I like to use round numbers just for an example. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's say you gross. Let's say you gross ten thousand dollars a month between you know single income or dual income. And so let's say that you say so you're saying, but like basically you make one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. Correct. Yes, at ten thousand a month. Um, so at a forty-three percent debt to income ratio, the maximum debt that you can carry monthly, including the mortgage payment, you know, which is taxes and insurance as well would be $4,300. Okay, but $4, let's just tell everyone to go back. So here's how you can calculate it yourself. As Tom said, you take the mortgage. Um, you know, you take, what are you taking, your expenses? Yeah, you take your minimum monthly um, expenses monthly that you have on your credit report. your expenses. I mean, we're going to probably have to wait to the break. But we're going to teach you how to do it. Of course, you should go to Citizens. But just so you could just get an idea, 
but I think we have a break coming. But you're going to, first of all, count all your debts, whatever, car payments, you know, uh, school payments, whatever your debts are. Loans, credit cards. Loans, credit card debts. Okay. So start thinking about that, and Tom is going to finish on how you can just get a rough estimate yourself, because you're going to want to do this. Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. SurroundNewYork.com, connecting you with new customers. Relief Factor, effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that? I don't have a script. I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor for two Weeks, yes, two weeks, and my pain was gone, and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com, and then find out for yourself if this incredible drug-free product could work for you as well as it does for me and tens of thousands of Americans. It's so very, very simple. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. And I guarantee it, Dr. G's guarantee, if you take it morning and evening, as do I, for three weeks, by the end of that time, you will know if it works for you like it works for me. Are you or your parents' assets protected from nursing home bills? Did you know these bills can exceed $15,000 a month? People work their entire lives to live comfortably in retirement, to leave their hard-earned dollars to loved ones or charities of their choice. But when people become ill and need to go into a nursing home or receive home care, the bills can drain your assets, leaving many people bankrupt. The good news is that you can prevent that from happening if you plan in advance. You can keep your control and your choice over your assets. Connors & Sullivan's lawyers can customize a plan that's specifically protects your interests, including your home. Schedule a free, initial, comprehensive telephone consultation with Mike Connors to discuss your issues and concerns from the security of your home. 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. You can also visit them at connorsandsullivan.com. Don't let nursing home bills take your life savings and leave you and your loved ones bankrupt. Mike Connors can take you through the process by telephone and start a plan designed for you today. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hi, you're back listening to I on Real Estate. We were on um, talking before the break about 
you know, to teach you how to try to, to figure out how much you would qualify for a loan, which I'm going to continue to do, but I don't want to stop in the middle of it and take a question. So I'm going to take the question first, and then we're going to go back to teaching you, Thomas, and we'll talk about how you can sit at home and figure out, before you even go to Citizens, about how much you can afford and maybe some of the things you can do to maybe even qualify for more of a mortgage if you need. But before that, I want to take a quick call from Jim. Jim, you on the line? How are you? Hello. Hi, Jim. Yeah. Thanks for calling I on real estate. All right. I like your show. Um, Thank you. So the co-ops, like I always tell people, tell me, oh, co-op, you got to tell them everything. I said, look, at everyone before me had to tell them. I told them, and everyone after me will have to tell them. That means you get people that are able to pay the maintenance and pay their mortgage and and uh, don't uh, go bankrupt on you. You know, as as in 2008, a lot of condominiums, uh, uh, real uh, condominiums, yeah, really got burnt bad. A lot of those uh, owners had liar loans, and the tenants and the That's owners that stayed point. there. Had a pickup. That's a good point a, that, that uh, you're making, uh, Jim, because yeah. the the co-op would really screen people financially. They go through everything. So you know when someone moves into your building that they're going to be able, and they make sure you have enough income going forward, that you didn't use yeah. the last cent to buy the apartment. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you have a more, and they usually require more cash that you have somewhere. So yeah. you are pretty safe. I mean, there's no guarantees in life, but you're pretty safe that the people are going to lose their properties. And as you're not as safe in in condos, and, of course, if a lot of people foreclose or lose their properties and so they're selling at distressed sales prices because they can't stop you in a condo from selling at whatever price you might want to sell, um, that could hurt everyone in the building. Steve, was that to your point? Absolutely, to a point. I'd just like to make two other points that go in line with it. Number one, co-ops, also what they can do, which I didn't mention earlier, they can restrict the type of financing, right? We were talking about financing like, oh, you know, no more than 80% or 50% financing. But what some co-ops do is they require, let's say, a 30-year fixed loan, right? Because you can have a situation where somebody can afford the lower interest rate on an adjustable And then if that resets at a higher level a couple of years down the road, they might have a problem. So there are some co-ops also that require actually a fixed rate. They're even a little more conservative. The other point I do want to mention, and this is a great point that that Kim is implying, but just to put a little more detail on it, is just the fees to the building. If someone's not paying their mortgage, they're not going to pay the maintenance to the co-op or the common charges to the condominium. Um, Co-ops... I can tell you, always get the money owned. They always get it. Condos, sometimes yes, but not always. And so if the fees aren't paid to the condo, then there is, it gets picked up by the other homeowners. So, so another point. You're going to pay for the people that don't pay if you're in a condo. Jim, you're make, living in a co-op. Will you tell us what you love about it? Well, that's one thing I like, like about it. Number one, you can't rent Without board approval, you must... Oh, another important point. And one year, one year. I don't want to year. interrupt you, but that is a great point, Jim, because... Yep. Now, what are you allowed to... So I think everyone's a little different. Maybe you're allowed to rent once. So you, you can't rent... Like Continuously. You can rent, if you have some, some say you have one on sabbatical, and you can, so you could rent... If, if the board approves it, 
if you have a, a satisfactory reason, you can rent for one year, and the person who rents has to be vetted, just like if they were buying the place. So you can control who's coming into the building, into that rental. And then I think now you get a one year. I just want to stop you for one second because that's sure. such an important point. I want to explain why. If you have a condo and people can rent to whoever they want to rent, that could be a pedophile for all you know, or they, and the board doesn't vet, vet them, so you could just you know get anybody. And then you start getting a lot of uh, people that are kind of like not paying or that just are not good people to have in a building. It's going to decrease and those the value. People, and no, and, excuse me. In some cases, those people sublet. Oh my! Believe goodness. it or not. Yeah, like I. You mean the people that rent yeah. sublet to somebody else? Yes, they, they they pack people in like you're saying. Who you don't know who's in there after a while. It could be you know because yeah. there's no control. So for those of you who are thinking of moving in the city and you live in the suburbs where you have a single-family house, these are not issues you really have to worry about to speak of because you just have to worry about that your next-door neighbors or the houses around you, like, keep them presentable. But when you're living in a building with multiple families, you know, very much the flavor of that building is going to be reflected by who's in there. Yes. And so... If they're strict on their guidances, um, it, it makes the building going to be more attractive. And during the pandemic, they were pretty strict, weren't they? But they still are. They still very strict. They just recently opened up to renovations and things and moving in and out, you know. But uh, they're very they've been strict. They're still strict. And just and here's another point. Just recently, by vote. We the the uh, complex may, went uh, non-smoking. Oh, That's and it. they could do that by vote, even though it wasn't in their original plan. Right. Obviously, because the, the people and, smoke. And more so young. with the with the with the government banning smoking here and there and everywhere, you know. And the people that did smoke, they were they were forced to buy filters and seal up the you know put sealing around their doors, etc. People were complaining, which people were complaining. Yeah. Right. And so, oh, the other, the only other thing I know, I, I was going to call once another different time. Uh, a I'm woman was selling her home. No, I, I get uh, you were. I think it was near the end of the show. I just didn't get a chance. Um, this woman was planning to sell her home and use condo uh, co-op. One thing about a co-op, you know, a condo, you're responsible for a lot more of the repairs and stuff, especially for someone who's elderly. You know, here they fix everything for you. You know. They fix everything. So in a, a matter of fact, in a, in a co-op, when you yeah, they fix sell, everything. They fix the roof leaks, well. and it goes in your apartment. They fix it. You know, in a, a condominium, I think. Well, of course, not in an apartment building type, but in you know, in a garden apartment type, you're responsible for the roof. The roof, and you own that. You own that little thing, rock, lock, stock, and barrel. Yeah. No. 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 I and, and I uh, look. <clears throat> There's pros and cons, and but I live in a condo, and I see, like, you know, especially towards, I guess it really was clearer to me during COVID because, really, they let anybody in, and anybody could rent to anybody, and you don't even know who the people are, okay? So, well, um, you're, but you're, 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 from, from what, what I gather, you're at a high-end place. How did you find when you, Jim, when you went for your board uh, interview, how did you find that? Well, it was kind of humorous in a way. 
something got messed up, so they didn't have my package. I was told to to show up for an interview, but they they had someone else's package. They didn't even have my package, oh. and and the other person didn't show up because they call, you know I was called to show up. They only do one or two. I think they only do one or two at a time at the most. Right, right. So I was had been retired from the New York City Transit Authority. I worked in labor relations and personnel, and they were inter- They wanted to know all about the, the discipline part of it, and was it because the, uh, some, the transit has something unique they called uh, progressive discipline. You know, right? we don't try to so fire was, the person. But, but, was a, but, but, but yeah, obviously everyone's nervous when they have to go for an interview. But it was a pleasant interview. It wasn't. Yeah, I did all the talking. They, just, they were just—they were very interested in the procedures at the transit for. Well, a Jim, thank you for calling in, and please keep us post posted as we go on. Let's hope we don't get a second wave, so you know, or let's hope if we do get it, that it's mild. Yeah, um, we did. But I, I, I really pass off to all the co-ops who really kept our city safe because from having the worst amount of cases in the United States of America to having. Can I just make Sweet. one more comment? Sure. You reminded me of something. Early on, we had one case in the building, and prior to that, they had sent a notice that if you come down with the COVID to notify management, of course they wouldn't. It's all confidential, but management wanted to know, uh, you know, anyone that had COVID in the building. So we had one case early on, and the other person in the apartment quarantined themselves for 14 days. Yeah, you know, that's true. That's a good point because I had a friend that was, she was on our show. She worked for Rubenstein, an advertising company, and she was in a co-op. She notified them, and uh, she was quarantined, and they, like, she said the co-op guys would put food by her door, but, you know, they were very careful to make sure everybody in that building was safe. Yes, and exactly. uh, that's really and, a big plus, and, and person, I want to thank all the co-ops and all the people from New York who really helped us keep that number to really the lowest cases in New York, and yes. hopefully we'll stay that way. Right, <laughs> so, and the person who but, was... And then please who, keep us close, and thank you for calling, Jim, and have a great right, day. I don't have that much information. I'm just, uh, I'm not a real estate person. No, but right. you know what? It's real, and, you know, we're talking... But to hear somebody who's lived in a co-op, who had a board interview, who is calling for no, you know, there's nobody paying you to do this. So to just say, this is my experience and this is why I think it's good, that's really a plus. It's better than anybody just telling you that. It's from somebody, it's great to hear it firsthand from somebody who's living in a co-op. So we thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Okay, have a rest of a happy summer. I'm so sad it's going to end soon. Now, Drew. But that, but that's true. If you, if you call us and you give us an experience you are having, it can't. Nothing can replace that from listening to a real situation of somebody who's living someplace or had the experience, uh, and 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 can talk about that. Okay, because that's what people want to hear. Now, Drew, I'm going to have to stop again for a commercial, but we're going to come back and talk to you about the mortgages and how to figure out. How you qualify for loan with the 43% debt to income ratio. And uh, we'll be doing that because I'm going to give you a pencil. You don't even have to take a pencil. Just take a few notes. And if you're not taking notes because you're driving, don't take notes and drive. Then we'll put it on our website. Balance of Nature. Changing the world one life at a time. 
I'm not much on feedback or anything like that, but this particular product is amazing. Since I've been taking it, I've been close to being sick. I mean, I could feel it, and all I had to do was double up on my daily dose, and it was gone in 30 minutes. It really is good stuff. It's the real deal. So you can pass that along. With Balance of Nature, if I start to feel like I'm getting anything, I double up on it, and it's gone the next day, and I've never had that happen before. Every time I feel a little bit under the weather, I double up, and bingo, I'm okay. It's really an awesome product. I haven't gotten a cold since I've been taking this. I haven't gotten a cold at all. I've been taking it for some time. It's a great product, absolute great product. I really feel the difference, energy level. Um, I really yeah. never get sick. People around me get a cold, get a flu, nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. I can't say enough good things about it. I am very pleased with your product. I haven't been sick since I've been taking this. Before I started taking this, I'd get sore throat, sniffles, and I really contributed my energy and my health to your product, and I just want to keep taking it. So you guys just keep making it, okay? I've been on them so long now that I've just enjoyed the fact that the only thing I haven't done is gotten sick. I haven't been sick in two, three years, period, in the story. You know, it just, I, I haven't. And I got to attribute that to the fruits and veggies. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751. Again, that's 1-800-2468-751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code THEANSWER. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial because my schedule is like crazy. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza Sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You will receive two sets for one low price plus free shipping. 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970 or go to MyPillow.com. Please be sure to use that promo code AM970. Two sets of Giza Dream Sheets for one low price plus free shipping. 800-651-0798. Promo code AM970. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back and we have been trying to explain to you how to calculate how much mortgage you can afford. And I know, April, you have a question for Tom, but I just want to finish the formula. So, Tom. To calculate how much yeah. mortgage you can afford, and we're going to put it on the Facebook page. I'll put the formula on there um, later on in the day. Okay, would you tell everyone how to do that? Sure. So in the example I gave before, a $1,000 a month gross or $120,000 a year, if we're going to use 43 debt-to-income ratio or 43% of the gross, uh, in that case, um, we're going to take a look and see how much minimum monthly debt 
the uh, borrowers have, right, between their credit report, um, between the two borrowers or if it's so a single borrower. So in other words, you first take bar. how much you make per year. Okay, Correct. then you divide it by 12, so you get the monthly number, right? So if it's, you're saying 120, it's 10,000. No, it would be more, it's equivalent to, no, more, 10,000 a month? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so 10,000 yeah, 10, a month, month then you look at your, so you take your monthly, your yearly income divided by 12, so you get your monthly, and then you add up your correct. debts, correct? Correct, yes. Yeah. So we use a, a credit report as a guide to determine that, the minimum monthly I know, you're, that's what you're going to use, but if they just want to do it quickly at home to get an idea, and then they can call you, okay, you take, you divide your annual salary, whatever that is. Well, in Tom's case, it's 120000 or your household income, because if you have a wife that's working or a husband that's working, so you can add those together, okay? Multiply by the, the number, multiply that by 0.43, which is 43%. And if you have other debts, subtract those monthly payments from the number, correct? Correct. So in other words, so at forty, yeah. So in other words, at 43% of 10,000, you have $4,300 a month to spend on all of your debt, including right. the mortgage payment. Now you should always call up Tom or Ace or Citizens, but I just thought if you wanted a quick calculation, we're going to post that. I, we don't have much time, so I know there's another question for uh, you, Tom, I believe. So let me take April. Hi, April. Hi, good morning to all of you. All you brainiacs. No, we're not brainiacs. <laughs> we've been doing this for our lives. Okay. Uh, quickly, uh, we we hit up to a dead end, death valley, whatever you want to call it. It's unmovable problem. A two-family brick house in Astoria. The house is from the original owner, my mother-in-law. She's 84. She's a stockbroker. Right. But she, this is not her place of living. This was her mother's house where she grew up in. Her son and her own the home. Her son is Your mother owns the home with her son. Yes, so he's 65. Which her would you be your dead. brother? No, my husband. Your husband would be my, your her, brother. Yeah, so that's my mother-in-law. Um, the okay. problem is she tried for about six months now to get money to fix the bricks that are bulging, two-family brick. Everything's perfect for what the house should be. But right. she said I. she went to so many credit she went to credit union banks she says she just told me last week april forget it we can't get a loan to fix the house it's actually starting to fall in the driveway things are starting to crumble and she said i can't fix it i'm going to be forced to use the money she has she's 84 but she's healthy and still working as i said does she, she want to sell it or she just wants to fix it we have to so we have like forty thousand dollars of repairs on the masonry it needs everything fixed. The bricks have to come down in the front part of it at the top. So what I'm, I'm asking you that for a do, do you want to sell it or do you want to just fix it? No, no, I don't want to sell the house. It's gonna, we want to keep it in the family. She just needs a loan to fix it. But she said her credit score mm -hmm. went from 800 down to 688 because of all these um, reports that she was huh? filling out to try to get Any the Any ideas? Well, does she live there in the house? She doesn't live here. No, she has a house in Long Island. That's okay, she so she doesn't, doesn't live there. Uh, so is yeah, that, she doesn't the qualify house? for any Who lives in that? loan. Not me, her, her son, who's half-owner, and her grandchildren. 
four in their third. One of them is 23. One of the but, other ones but, but moved she's down. she's on the deed. She's the owner. She's just not in the house. But one of the owners is, the, oh, no, she's the sole owner? Yes, one of the you? owners, the other half. But, he, but the he other half is in the house. Score. My her son, who's 65, but he has, you know, on his credit score, he has his, his daughter's student loans, and that screws up everything. So we God, can't right, qualify right, so. for the loan, and the house is falling apart. What about your mortgage? Is the house fully paid off? It has one, um, she, a couple of years ago, about 12 years ago, she took helped us get a business loan. So for our business, we have uh, in the city, you know, the newsstands. So I'd walk okay, newsstands, so we have like 60 on that. But the house is was already 60000 If the bricks were done, how much would you estimate that would cost? What, the house? Yeah, I mean, if the bricks were done, you say it's about 40000 How much would the house sell for? Just curious. What's the house worth? Oh, $1.4 here in Astoria, two-family brick. Yeah, at least. Um, Tom, any yeah. ideas? I might have. Well, I think I think it might require like a, a two-step process to resolve. Um, you know, traditional lenders are going to see that as an investment property, and yeah, they're the not problem. going to. Right, so they're not going to really want to to put a, a mortgage on it, just given all the other issues. It sounds like are coming up, right? Because if it doesn't want to, if they're going to come appraise the house, they'll see that there's some issues with it, right? And that's another thing that might be a problem with getting uh, a, a, a traditional mortgage on it. So, I mean, there's some non-traditional methods we could potentially look at, um, which, you know, I certainly would be willing to speak to you offline about it. But, yeah, why don't you take the number? It's not totally, it's not totally it's really, There's probably other ways you could go about it. I can't – there's no way, unless you have so much debt, that which doesn't sound like you, you have enough equity to cover a lot of that debt. So you might just have to go through a non-traditional way. So if yes. Tom, if you leave Tom your number, he would definitely get back to you and give you some options that you might be able to have. Okay, that would be really helpful, very helpful. So why don't you leave your number with the man that took your calls, and Tom, you'll call back Monday? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank Tom, you would so you want to give her a number to call you, you direct? It's fine. Okay. You're very welcome. Thanks a lot. Hey, Dottie, just before we go, I'd just like to give a shout-out to my son, John. It's his 17th birthday. I know he's listening. So oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday John. It's 17. <laughs> my goodness, 17, he's going to yeah. be illegal at 18 now, right? Yeah, so he's happy got birthday. one more year, I would buddy. thank you, John. Awesome. Happy birthday, but I have a horrible voice. I don't know about you, Stephen. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you yeah, want to hear me, anything, will... but I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try if you want. <laughs> if you have a good voice, I mean, really, mine, people will hang up the phone. They won't want to listen. <laughs> but happy birthday, and that's so special that you remembered him at that time because, listen, if there's one thing this pandemic taught us all, and if you haven't learned it, you, I don't know, you're in another world. It's, you know, we really need to all look at what's important. And I want to give you some little advice that I try to live my whole life through. And I certainly have gone through a lot of horrible times, ups, downs, ins and outs. But when you wake up in the morning, you could focus on all the things that are wrong with your life. And we all have them. <laughs> or you can wake up in the morning and look at the things that are positive in your life. You know, your children, your health or whatever is positive, 
And if you wake up in the morning and you focus on what's positive, you're going to find that gets you through the day a lot better and your attitude is a lot better and uh, you're going to feel a lot better. I, I find some people, what I call them, perpetual victims. <laughs> they always are negative. They always are negative. They always are negative. And um, <clears throat> one of the things that I live by, and I'm not Pollyanna, and if you've ever read my story, I've gone through tragedy, um, a number of tragedies in my life. I've always looked at the bright side of things and what's going to come out of it or some of the worst times that have happened. I've said, gee, this happened for a reason. I'm supposed to learn something or I'm supposed to do something. And I'm sure both of you, Stephen and Tom, find that when you go through a rough time, when you get through the other side, you get out that door, you kind of say, hey, you know what, maybe this will happen for a reason. And we're all going through very uncertain times. And I don't think there's a person who, if they're being honest, is not affected by this. Um, it's uh, emotionally hurting a lot of people. I had a very good friend who had a child, a, well, a grown child that committed suicide last week. Obviously, they had a depression already. I don't want to blame it just on the virus. So my other words of uh, thoughts to you, please, is if you have... Any elder parents or if you have neighbors or you have people you haven't reached out to, just take a quick call and just say, I'm just checking to say hi or even a quick text um, because we all need each other now. And um, we, all, we there's strength when people are able to lean on each other. And I've always loved... You know, Douglas, I could cry. Douglas Elliman, the radio station, it's like a family for me. Um, and there's always strength in having a family. Not only your personal family, but your work family, our, our family, our radio family. So with that, I want to say I hope. And my predictions, what are your predictions? I, I, I think we're going to get through the summer. We want to see if the schools are opening. So far, they're supposed to open. I mean, you know. It changes every day, but it uh, looks like the schools are opening. At least I know on Long Island they're opening. In the city, they're supposed to open. My daughter's a teacher. There's some conflict with the teachers. Have you heard anything about that, Tom? Or, 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 yes. Yeah, absolutely. But we're looking, uh, as far as I know, districts out here are going to attempt to open. So we're looking forward listen, to coming back uh, to. We have two more weeks before the official summer is over. Beautiful weather we've had this summer. Take a deep breath and look at all the wonderful. Look at all the good things in life. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank NA.